This is a Thunderdog podcast. I wish I could fire Sherry. Happy Halloween. Jen called. You're worried about the party? There's a man's life at stake here. Pretend like your jobs depend on it. Interesting take on Dorothy. And I make cookies. Same category. I know about a billion Asians that would beg to differ. What's up? Welcome to Michael Scott Gives Me Social Anxiety, aka MSGMSA. This is the podcast where we talk about The Office and how anxious it makes us. I'm Evan. I'm Brad. And on this week we're talking about season two, episode five, Halloween. Now it's um the end of, or it's not even the end. It's about mid-September. So not exactly Halloween time, but uh, we're at the mercy of the episode list, not the calendar. Yeah, we should schedule this better. We should have a. Uh, do you think we should just wait and not release this until Halloween? Because it means it means all of our episodes are going to be about a month off from the actual holiday. It just means that we're getting there early. You know how dollar stores have like Halloween stuff in like August? That's what we're doing, but with podcasts. So then when the Halloween spirit rolls around, it's already there. Yeah, you're already prepared, and it's just as delicious. Unless you're talking about candy corn, in which case that's not. It's just sugar. Like just eat a bucket of sugar, and then don't worry about all the chemicals that are making it different colors. Yeah. What's that? It's a bird, I think. Who let, it, who let it in here? I think it wants a synopsis of this lovely episode of The Office. If, I, if my old wives' tales uh, have taught me anything, it's that the way to get a bird out of a house is to synopsize an episode of The Office in under 280 characters. Would you like to give it the first go? Oh yeah, because this bird is wrecking my house. Halloween, the scariest time in the world because someone in The Office is getting fired. Who will it be? Only the man with two heads can know for sure, and he doesn't even know. It's sad, really. It's the spookiest time of the year, the day Michael has to fire someone. Everyone's neck is on the line, but the axe eventually falls on Devon's, who is appropriately dressed as a hobo. Well, you just answered the first question I had. I had no idea what Devon was. <laughs> this episode. Halloween. It's deep. Spooky. It's a. Uh... We're in the good. We're in the good times now, eh? Oh, yeah, we're in we the got the good. Era. We got the good. It's the golden age of Thunder Mifflin. Yeah. Well, golden age of the office, not golden age of Thunder Mifflin. They're not doing so hot. Yeah, I know. And I, honestly, I think it is skipping to the end here. I think it is because Devin gets the axe. I think the original crew is now established once Devin is gone, and the last of the weirdos that we had before Randoms. that we've seen around will no longer the unnamed. Yeah, will no longer be here to bother us. The unholy unnamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the non-believers. Um, and yeah, now we can just talk with our friends. Relaxing, hanging with your buds. I love how Michael has a reputation in this office because when he's actually first off, let's start with this. Um, Sherry for favorite character potential. I don't know about that. Why? Why would you say that? I'm curious. I don't know, because Sherry's got some sass on her. I love how, um, um, as far as I'm aware, she's an automated voice system, so. Uh, no, I think she's real. I think she's a person. I personally think, mm, with what proof? Uh, with the fact that uh, it's not automated responses. Is Sherry the first AI in The Office? Is that why they're going out of business? Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an artificial intelligence. Uh, it's a much darker sub-story than you can ever imagine. <laughs> That's why you never hear from Sherry again, because they had to kill you. Yeah, shut it down. They can keep the servers running. It's too expensive. Yeah. But no, Sherry is sass and Michael, like, I just need the name Michael. You don't, like, I feel like Sherry is automatically tired with Michael, which makes yeah. me feel like Michael has a reputation in this office, which I'm glad because he is the worst, and not just to his coworkers, but to Jan and other people well, I'm sure that, like, from corporate. Sherry has had to deal with him on many occasions, right? Like, because she is, yeah. she's Jan's assistant or secretary or something administrative assistant i don't know what's the correct term okay let's say um, assistant. but if she if she's jan's assistant and i'm sure she's had many calls with michael and this one is probably typically frustrating yeah i'm sure this i'm sure she's always the first line of defense for jan from michael um but yeah i just think i like her sass she's a sassy lady <laughs> firing is a crisis for michael he looks so panicked thinking about who is gonna get cut and i don't know why i find that surprising or anything but like because clearly firing and downsizing has been a conversation since the first episodes um and now it's finally coming to fruition unless you can assume that the background characters before it also got fired but i don't think you can um i don't know can you no because i feel like michael would have had a crisis I think they just, uh, we weren't supposed to notice that they disappeared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which makes sense, because also the cast changes throughout, but maybe that could be another little fan theories. That's the shut down. But, like, I just... Were they holograms? True. Oh, are they all eyes? Are they robots? Been all three. Holographic alien robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought... That's a tough situation. I don't know how we did... Yeah. And that wraps well, up this episode. Yep, thank you for listening. It's been Midnight Musings. We're all gonna die. <laughs> uh, who do you think had the best costume? Best costume. The best costume? I liked how, um, I don't know what Oscar was. Or who Oscar was? Yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't know who Oscar I'm was. Sure he was but... to be specifically like a specific person, or if he was just dressed as a woman in general, or mm-hmm. a certain style, like a certain era yeah. of fashion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like Dwight. I think I think I like Dwight the best. You liked his one hundred twenty nine dollar lightsaber and hood and makeup. Yeah, evolving makeup. <laughs> yeah, pretty... yeah, he has makeup. He had some dark ma- or some white makeup on. I think he's Palpatine. Was it just me or his makeup like slowly um... appearing more and more throughout the episode? Because like it starts out and he's just a man in a hood, and then by the end of the episode he has like mm-hmm. makeup like shadow and wrinkles and he's pale but also like really I don't know he's got a lot of shadow on him I don't know. 
but there's a lot, a lot going on on that face by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, you can totally tell from like the interviews he's in. The final ones, he's definitely much, or they focus more on the makeup or something. When compared to like his scenes, just walking around the office, he does not look like that. But when he starts to um like consider that job or whatever, it looks like he's gone on. And then when he puts his hood up, to when Jim goes in the office, it looks like it, but not a lot in the beginning. And I wonder if it's because like did he put on the makeup because someone made fun of his costume or something, or because Phyllis didn't know what who he was and that triggered him to put on the more makeup. I don't or know. is this another conspiracy where he wasn't even putting on makeup? This was just appearing on him. Like was he continually yeah. taking like <laughs> conspiracies on Halloween break every twenty minutes to go to the bathroom and put on another layer, or was like. Like, there's no, yeah. like, they never mention the makeup appearing. Not even, like, Jim, who's usually, like, looking into the camera when things go weird, right? Like, so... Yeah, or they don't even show him, like, yeah, putting on makeup as B-roll or anything. It's a, it's a curious thing, this makeup. Mm-hmm. A curious situation. But, yeah, but what's your, um, favorite? We've got three cats to pick from. Yeah. Um, Meow. There's Creed the Vampire. Solid. Michael's two-hand Jim's fan. Jim's three-hole punch Jim. Was Stanley dressed up as anything? I don't think so. I'm going to have to go with Kevin's Dunder Mifflin superhero man. For a second, I thought it was going to be Mr. Incredible. Yeah, Mr. Incredible. Yeah, it's me too, but it's not. Weird. <laughs> it's weird that Michael just like called Pam into her office and was like, I need to fire someone today. Who would you fire? Is he allowed to spread that information to like the secretary? He spreads it to Jim. He spreads it to Dwight. Yeah, he tries not to. He spreads it to Creed when he tries to fire him. In a way, he spreads it to Stanley when he sends Dwight to go fire him. But that mm-hmm. doesn't work, clearly. <laughs> yeah, but that was more of a joke than anything. No, not at all. How, so this is just like a little preview. How ooh boy is this for you? Give me like a thumbs up, thumbs down, middle thumb hand. I don't, I don't think. Mm, okay. I don't think Michael did some dumb stuff, but none of it was that bad. Yeah. Because he just kind of hid away in his office. Like this. Yeah. Which seems to be something he doesn't want to do, obviously. It's like, okay, well you gotta do something eventually. <laughs> yeah. I love how everyone around him is like, you gotta just pick, and I feel like everyone else could make a decision, whereas Michael's just too incompetent that he can't. Yeah. Who who would who would Jim fire? Do you think if he was well, in that position? Probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jim would fire Kevin. I think he knows Kevin is a dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. They even mentioned that like. Oh, there's a department with three people that's doing the job of two. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But Kevin seems to understand that. But I think Kevin's so dumb that he's like, yeah, but... why aren't you pulling your weight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, clearly Angela <laughs> yeah. is uh, very uptight and will definitely get her work done. And I feel like Oscar's competent. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Oscar's actually smart. Kevin sometimes does not count, depending on the episode. Yeah, and he can fit a, a many, he probably fit more eminence than he can count in his mouth. But, so who's the leader of the account? Is it Angela or is it Oscar? Kevin's right at the table. But I feel like Angela yeah. makes more decisions. <laughs> maybe there isn't mm. Maybe they're all equals. Maybe it's Kevin. Yeah. It's not Kevin. No, it's not Kevin. I don't know why I said yeah that. It's definitely not Kevin. Um, <laughs> definitely not Kevin. But yeah, like, so, I don't know. Do bosses do that? Let their secretaries know? What? I mean, is that situation? that Michael does do typical, think? though? Like, probably not. I'm going to say most bosses probably don't bring their, like, office manager or secretary, whatever you want to call her, into the office and be like, hey, we have to fire someone. And then they're yeah. like, ha yeah. I just answer phones and be like, well, sometimes you let them go to voicemail. That is exactly what I wanted to talk about right there. Michael knows that Pam sucks at her job. He knows that. He witnesses it. Sometimes you let it go to voicemail in like a angry or like angry tone, more frustrated, a different tone than happy. That shocks Pam enough to start thinking on her feet to be like laughing, distracting from not firing me right she now while I stand here. She doesn't deny it. She doesn't like no. try to come up with a reason. Like, oh, something because she... work or something else. She's just like, oh, yeah, uh, nice second hand, brother bear. Yeah. I love how quick Pam thinks about that. And... Oh, yeah, I love how much Michael notices too. Because this is the first time Michael, yeah, this is the first time Michael's roasted Pam for not working. Oh my god, it's just so, so great. But yeah, like, oh, such a, such a, such a it's, like, it's not quite on the same level as Dwight in that episode where he's buying the house. It's not quite as adept. As no, 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 definitely. It's the same idea. Yeah, Pam, Pam obviously was shocked, and she knew what was happening. You could see the gears turning in her head. Whereas Dwight had that planned, it seemed like for thirty years. But then Pam's victory was still honorable. Maybe we should have another list of the greatest tricks on Michael. You no, know, the greatest trick the devil ever played. I feel like everyone does it. Well, he didn't exist. Uh, oh. Who said that? I just made that up. Ooh, the quote, yeah. the quote. Wow, really? The real greatest trick that the Devil ever pulled was uh, that line in mm-hmm. Mr. Brightside where you think he's going to say dick, but he says chest. 
um, relating to the putting the resume on the internet. Well, we can talk about no, just like the on the internet. We can talk about where that goes. Well, once the okay, where'd you go? once the resumes on the internet, they get an immediate callback from like an actually good job, which I'm calling bullshit. That does not happen. <laughs> Same day. No, no sir. Well, not this economy. No. Freaking no! I can't, I can't say that. The resume wouldn't even be like distributed no. to the websites that quickly, <laughs> especially back then. Like but that's ridiculous. No call, and she says I'm gonna redirect you to our regional manager Michael Scott, and the call goes to Jim instead. And Jim pretends to be a yeah. reference Which, for, or Jim pretends to be Michael, as like a reference for Dwight for the job. Mm-hmm. And it goes, so and it goes swimmingly. Well, he gets the job. <laughs> or he gets a call. Oh, you're. Well, no, he doesn't get the offer. You are he totally right. He gets an offer. It was more just like I would like to call you for an interview. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if he didn't say that karate stuff, then he would have gotten the offer. Right. I don't know, maybe he was an interview? Yeah. I also don't know, like, hmm. all of the jobs I've gotten have not even asked me for references. So I don't know how this works specifically, but yeah, no, none of them. Oh, really? Um, but I feel like you do the interview first, and then you call the references, rather than calling the reference, and then yeah. calling the person and being like, hey, I would love an interview. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't really have a real job. I've got many jobs, or I've got a few jobs for <laughs> my resume, but like, on every resume I have, like, ask if you want references, and no one has ever asked. Yeah, Dwight got burnt a lot today. Yeah, Dwight's not a good day. In, no, it's super weird, like, because Jim's right when he says that he has a puppy dog-like yeah. loyalty or... It was like a dog. Was authority, like a dog or something like that? Sent, or like, I don't know. It was something like that. Insult. Yeah. And Dwight gets, and like, then he, then he switches his alliances, his allegiances. But I don't think he actually switches his allegiance, because, uh, I don't know, do you think he would go through with it? Well, yeah, I don't think he would either. Like I said, he didn't even get the I think he just... offer, so... Well, let's, let's discuss yeah. the call to Dwight first, then. So, after, okay. quote-unquote, Michael Scott gives Dwight a glowing review to this prospective job, mm-hmm. uh, they call Dwight personally. And Dwight's like, where did you get my resume? That can't be the official one. Maybe it was a loving empl- or a, a, a satisfied customer that gave it to you. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows everything about you? He's just like, okay, Jim did this? Or if he legitimately thinks a customer would submit resumes for him? Write all that stuff. I don't think he knows that Jim does it, nor did it. Um, which is kind of weird, because it sort of feels like he, he doesn't suspect Jim at this point, when we know that he and Jim have been playing pranks on each other for years before we even started this documentary. Because the whole, Jell-O, the whole staple of the Jello thing was like mm-hmm. one of the last straws for Dwight. So it's like it's weird that he doesn't expect, but I guess he's excited for the prospect of a new job, um, or at least being able to use that job to leverage for the slightest bit more power of mm-hmm. removing the to the uh, regional manager and just become the assistant to the regional manager, which I think he's mad about because even Stanley in this episode yeah. called him on it, which I was like, I'm so happy to hear because it's oh, yeah, like everyone. an office joke that Dwight's ass- yeah assistant to the regional manager. And I feel like Dwight's only goal with this whole resume thing that just fell into his lap was to mm-hmm. remove those two yeah. words so, and get more power that way yeah. instead of actually getting a better job. Botches the call because apparently the resume they got didn't have the right martial art expertise or didn't have any martial art uh, section. So he starts yelling at this uh, mm-hmm. potential employer. <laughs> but then he goes it is important. to Michael, and he says, oh, well, uh, I got another job offer. Expecting Michael to be like, oh, no, please don't leave me. And Michael's like, yes, perfect, it's all fixed. <laughs> yes, so happy. And then so destroyed. Dwight reveals that, well, like, I was lying, I was just trying to negotiate for a better job. Like, not even an actual better job, just a job title he prefers. Um, Michael's pretty mm-hmm. devastated. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> He's in a situation, obviously this is a crisis for him. And Dwight provides, Michael's so right when he says, why are you torturing me? Dwight comes in, provides the solution, doesn't actually have it. Yeah, exactly. And Michael, oh. Yeah. Michael's not, not, not happy. He not fixing the problem that he said he was fixing. He was actually kind of trying to cause a bigger problem where he's like hoping for more power, hoping, I assume, potentially for a higher salary. Like he's trying to cost the company more, even though he knows that the company is looking to, you know, cut some, cut some wages. Fire someone. In- interesting. I did not think of it like that, but I like that thought process of him trying to get, it's he's actively trying to get a raise. Michael's he wants, for the days. needs to be done this episode. <laughs> I did not even see that. Good, good boy. thought process. He sure is. Um, Motherfucker. I would like to talk about Jimothy and Pamela. We are on the same wavelength today. Like, it is ridiculous. I would like to talk about that as well. Yeah. It starts off this is one of the biggest boys. Uh, this is the time doing that, you know, the whole resume thing on the internet that we were talking about. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Air high-fiving. Once Dwight botches the interview, 
or the phone call for the interview. I don't even know. Um, Pam yeah. tells Jim, it's actually a good job. Like, you should take it. And Jim takes that the wrong way. Mm-hmm. In that, like, he takes it as mm-hmm. Pam doesn't care if he leaves. That is a complex situation yeah, in that moment. Pam, yeah, Pam is doing this out of, like, mm-hmm. legitimate pure love for Jim, wanting him to have a better job, Pam a better life, a better everything. Hate. Re- she knows that he is not happy yeah. at Dunder Mifflin as a salesperson. As she's noted in the past couple of episodes in yeah. all of her interviews, even this one. This job offer um, not only offers him a job but, yeah, he Jim. Him, but also a wage he deserves, and he's in Maryland, and he loves Sasha Graham. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. But Jim is willing to sacrifice all that just to s- spend time yeah. with this girl who's taken. And he's hurt because it feels like Pam doesn't want wants him to leave and not be with her anymore. And, like, no one's wrong in this situation. It's just awkward. Yeah, it's just Jim's thought process, process is, just in the is tainted Pam's by his legit... Yeah. Like, professionally majority, and then somewhat as a friend, and then Jim's kind of taking that personally in the wrong way. Yeah, it, it is almost like friend love. Is that kind of love? That, so like, I want what's best for you. I can see that you're not happy here, sort of thing. But Jim takes... Yeah. Jim... But the best part of the office for Jim is Pam. And now the best part of the office is telling him to leave the mm-hmm. office. So now he feels like he has nothing. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. And like even yeah. later, after yeah, like that, Jim gets called into Michael's office, and when he comes out, Pam like grabs his hand with both hands, like, I want to know what happened. Like, I'm so curious. I want to talk to you. And he just pulls yeah, away. Yeah, and don't... Yeah, don't leave. Yeah. When that should be a moment, yeah, like, really... Like, a, like, like, racing, like, oh my god, she's like... I don't know. It's not just a professional situation we're in right now. This is like a personal thing that's going on. Yeah. yeah, and we do end up getting to that. But, like, Pam legitimately hurt Jim in this situation. She didn't mean to, and she's she realized does. it, and she wants to apologize. Absolutely. But, like, yeah, but, like, Jim, mm-hmm. I think, like, Jim's confused, too. Like, because how can, like, I feel like I was going to say before that his thought process was tainted by the passionate romantic love that he has for Jim that Pam hasn't realized yet. Pam is looking at this, like, I was going to say friendship love wants the absolute best for the other person, but romantic love wants that as well. But I feel like Jim is just slightly tainted in that way that, like, they want the best for each other, but yeah. also still be together and still be a unit with themselves. And that's just such a complicated situation when those things don't see eye to eye. Yeah. And it hurts. It sucks. Jim sees it's no good. As a unit. And you can oh. they go together. So when mm-hmm. Pam yeah. says, like, you should go, he, like, Pam clearly doesn't see them as a couple, whether you take that as a romantic couple or as just, like, partners in crime, like. Yeah, exactly, as a unit. And, like, I personally believe that, like, the idea of a unit or a team is a very powerful thing. And, like, it's amazing. It For me personally, there's no better feeling than being part of a team, regardless of what that team is, a friendship or, like, a relationship or, like, a, like a school program or something. There's no better feeling than that kind of stuff. And having that sort of, like, semi be rejected, but you can't get mad about it because they're not wrong, but you're sort of feeling iffy about it, like, that... That is just complex mixed emotions, and mm-hmm. I feel like Jim is just taking steps back. He doesn't know how to feel. Like he doesn't blow up at her. He doesn't get yeah. angry at her. He's just like, yeah, maybe I'll think about it, and then walks away. And then he he's kind of reclusive yeah. for the rest of the episode. Yeah, he's because a... it's not like he's mm-hmm. he's not mad. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, he's just perplexed. He's not he's not sure. Yeah, he's taking a step back, and like that's all it is. And mm-hmm. it's just awkward for everyone involved because that situation is just so awkward. When those two thought processes yeah. align so heavily. Then at the end of the episode, as they're all leaving, Pam apologizes. Mm-hmm. And says that she yeah. would. A lot of suicide jokes in this one. Says that she blow brains out if Jim wasn't here. I'm not sure I was happy about that description. Oh, yeah, like, even Jim says like, that's not literal. It's just like a friendship thing. Yeah. Jim knows. Yeah, but Jim knows. Jim knows. Yeah, and that's what you need to hear. And then look at that. Everything's uh, all normal again. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all happy because at that point Devin had just gotten fired. You know who's a survivor? Creed. Creed is a survivor, and I absolutely love it. He just has this like beast mode mentality where it's like, give me I will. Help. Yeah, exactly. Just a scrappy, like, I will scratch my way out of the situation any way I possibly can. It's, like, told... And then he just throws Devin under the bus. Goes after Michael again. Yeah. And then pretty much, like, walks out. After, after she's like, thank you for, you know, thank you for not, not firing me. Uh, yeah. Even though Michael never said he wasn't firing Yeah, thank you for being my savior. Creed made that decision yeah. for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ridiculous, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Devin got fired. And, and the thing is, he tells case. Kevin, or he like tells Devin, I tried to fire Creed, and Creed told me to fire you, so I'm firing you. Yeah, why did Michael do that? Why is he sharing this information? Yeah, so yeah, like, he says, "No, I can't go." Or like Devin says, "If you want to fire Creed, do it." Yeah, it you gotta go to Gunman. I would look silly if I went back, and like Devin rightfully is like, "So my job is less important than your dignity." Temporary emotions, yeah. 
Yeah. And yes. Yeah, that's such a bad corner to be in. Yeah. Nope. Because then Devin got fired. And he invites everyone except for Creed Michael. Or whatever. And, and Dwight? And Dwight. And Dwight. I was going to ask you that. He does exclude Dwight because then the camera does pan from Creed to Dwight and they're both disappointed. But I think everyone else gets called. It's Toby and Kelly like get called. The first one out. And I think everyone else is. Yeah, or one of them. It's like Toby, Jim, Pam. Kelly, Phyllis, Stanley. Phyllis? Yeah. Yeah, like an order that you wouldn't expect from us being the viewer. The two that directly wronged him and Dwight, who's, I assume, just hated by everyone. Yeah, just annoying. Hmm. And also, yeah, that's actually not the exact question. Lapdog, so. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Yep. And then Devin leaves a lovely present yeah, with a pumpkin. And a nice pumpkin that he tries to smash and then takes a little other smart and smashes that. And I love it. Michael is sad. He is like just wiping the pumpkin off with like a snow scraper. Yeah. How'd you feel about the final scene of Michael being happy with kids? being good at something because clearly mm -hmm. being a manager is not his naturally job. but he's like legitimately good yeah. at the kids he is just a he is just a man that's like, in the wrong job as a preschool teacher or like an elementary school principal maybe yeah yeah say, pff, well, I don't know I don't think I trust him either position because I feel like if he's a principal he'd be the same as he is now and I would <laughs> never trust him to say things he says or yeah maybe not yeah exactly never yeah, I'll I never endorse that as a preschool teacher as long as he wasn't like the head preschool teacher as long as he has someone controlling him I think he's fine I don't know um, I'm not even sure if I can legally agree to that. <laughs> like, like, a, uh, I'm not saying like I think he's good with kids. No, I see what you're saying. He is good with yeah, he's good with kids, and just naturally because he's silly the way in the same way. And you yeah, see that later too. He's really good like, with kids. Opening the door, trick or treat, and like <laughs> being genuinely excited about it. I'm a lion. I'm a fairy princess, and like I think Michael appreciates mm -hmm. the innocence of children, and how like there's no there's yeah. no corporate like dealings. There's no like hidden agendas. There's no there's no parts of the office that he doesn't like with kids. Because they don't have to do yeah. jobs and paying rent. They can just, like, hang. Yeah, and it's just sort of like an automatic mm -hmm. friendship, which he craves, especially yeah, when the kids, kids want to see him. Him. And I think that's all he really wants in the yeah. office, right? Is for people to be happy to see him. Yeah. And, like, even when True. he screws up exactly. and, like, tears up the bag in a weird way and a bunch of candy falls out, they don't get mad at him. They don't tell him he's bad. They're just like, oh, hey, more candy. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, and Michael plays it off so nicely and so good. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Do you know what I'm ready, ready to do? It, let's go all ranking, unless you have something else to talk about. Social crap. Nope. On this podcast, we don't th we, we we look to go above and beyond. We don't want to rank this above episode, it. this episode in just one way. We want to rank this episode in mm, three different ways. Thrice, thrice we shall rank this Count episode. Mm -hmm. And what are the categories of those thricely nope, lists okay. <laughs> that we have? Uh, yep. The first way the first way we rank the episode is mandatory viewing. If you are rewatching through the office, and you only want the episodes that are completely integral to understanding the overarching plot. You're not enough for the goose, the giggles, or anything like that. You just want the plot. Is this episode the mm -hmm. part of that list? Is it is it is it important to the plot? Mm. The second Indeed. list is what they call general quality. Did we like the dang episode? Did it make us laugh? Did it make us cry? Did it make us feel? Did we like it? How did it how, how did it jive with us? The third list, social anxiety factor. It's where we get the name of the stupid show. Stupid, it's stupid. What, what kind of show? Uh, oh yes, I totally forgot. The the social anxiety factor, the amount of ooh boys it gives us, which is our term for the social anxiety, makes us say ooh boy. That's, I think that might be a little too exciting. Like, <laughs> that's ooh boy. More like an ooh yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, like a droopy yeah, dog. Like, ooh, ooh boy. Yeah. A droopy dog? Well, there's that's a specific Snoopy. character. I think his name a is a droopy dog. dog. And he says, oh bully. Snoopy? No, it's oh, not. does he? Eeyore. You're thinking about Eeyore. Uh, yeah, kind of puppet. Okay. <laughs> he was created in 1943. The social anxiety factor. The social anxiety factor. How much does this make us want to die? Our namesake. Man, preview season two, episode five. I think yes. Yeah, I think this is the most I've ever just. I think this one is obvious. This is the result of all, everything we've been building up to with yep. the downsizing. It's finally a change in the office. Has finally happened. Yeah. Because everything we've been waiting for from the downsizing plot, it furthers Jim and Pam's weird little little fling. It, mm -hmm. it went a little bit too. 
It gives it a bite, it's old. Yeah. Everybody plays a part. But not Toby. Toby's not in the Toby's not in this, right? Uh, when yeah. Michael first asks Dwight who to fire, he immediately jumps in again. Yeah. Oh, really? Nice. Interesting. Gotta keep track of that. But yeah, yeah so Mantra here. He's a squeaky. Sure. A real good one. We are in the good times nowadays, and I'm very excited to keep on going down these green pastures. Well, then should we should we look towards the top of the list? Okay. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking top to mid. No, to mid top, you know. But so last episode, the fire. <laughs> we put a rank yep. number three. The fire. Do we think this is better than mm-hmm. the last episode? I think yeah, I do. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think this. What's our first one? First Maybe two. Second place. I think I know And the first place is Diversity Day. Mm-hmm. Diversity Day. You know what? I think this goes in number two. Yeah, I'd say this beats out the pilot. For for goofs, mm-hmm. for giggles, for heart. Yeah, what were some of your favorite uh, goofs and giggles? Michael playing with Dwight when he's like uh, talking to his second head. I liked Stanley. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at Dwight when he says you're fired. I'm a, I'm a big fan yeah. of the whole Hunter Jim. There's a lot. Yeah. There's so a many lot good ones. I also appreciated the, the heartfelt Jim Pam stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I just think there's a whole lot of good going on this episode, and not much bad, if any. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, don't, I think this is one of the greatest episodes. Yeah, so but, far at least. But why doesn't? So glad we agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't it be diversity day? I just think back to the scene where they are. Everyone has their things on their heads, and they're walking around and stuff, talking, and it's terrible and the worst thing ever. Kelly slapping Michael. Um, and diversity day is when Pam falls asleep on Jim's. Shoulder, like there's just so much good stuff, pure good stuff in the office. And it's, yeah, yeah, so, so, like, first so much good stuff that you get. Like a season one episode too. It's kind of the first like real episode. Yeah, and I don't know, it's just so good and pure. Exactly. Yeah, so that's right there. But finally, oh boy, what list are we doing now? Anxiety ranking. It is me. So, where do you want to? What's, what's our range here? Um, I think this one's pretty low. I don't. I don't oh really? Like, maybe like middle. I don't think it's got anything close to sexual harassment. I don't think it's even beating the Dundies. I'm not even convinced it's beating the fire. It's definitely not beating the Dundies. Really? I will make a firm stance right now. The Dundies, with Michael performing and getting heckled, nothing beats that in this episode. Yeah, that's just so big. No, I can see not. it potentially being above I the fire. I think there's potential for that, but I personally currently think it goes below the fire. What do you think? Yes. Is it the Dundies and the fire? Fire is six. I do, from the hint we got before, you don't think there's a lot of oogles in this are. one, but I think there are. I think they are yeah. huge. I think this belongs underneath the Dundies, above the fire, because the Jim and Pam Ooboys are a, a more complicated variety of Ooboys. And then you're like, oh, this is too real. This is a goofy show that a Yeah, who's like, why am I actually sad right now? Yeah. Because Jim said, or because Yeah, Jim exactly. It, it hurts. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, it's not like it's Michael's fault like it usually is. It's no one's fault. It's fine. Like, it's just this weird middle ground that you have to walk through for a little bit because of this right. stupid situation. And that's a powerful Ooboy. Yeah. Man, dang it, Roy. Um, there's a couple others that I thought of. Um, oh, yeah, Michael talking to Kelly about how she's been like Beckham or Beckham. No, I didn't like that one. Like, and that just felt no. out of place in this in the episode. Well, like, even like, just like, make Michael racist. Take on Dorothy, literally the most classic Dorothy costume you're mm-hmm. gonna get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's very stereotypical. Yeah, but then he makes that incredibly apparent. He says that a few years ago, he was O.J. Simpson for Halloween. So he is clearly oh, like yeah. a proponent of uh, remixing of races when it comes to costumes. I'm gonna mm-hmm. cultural I'm gonna, like, go ahead and cultural appropriation. Do blackface when he did uh, O.J. Simpson because that would make me uh, sad. But imagine just like <laughs> showing on your football uniform being like, yeah, Modi Simpson. What? Yeah, very, yeah. I can't imagine that actually. And it's not, I mean, that's not actually part of the episode. That's just. <laughs> yeah. So like. Our imagination. I don't know. There's there's a double standard there. Yeah, I think this has a more complex variety of U-boys, So I think it belongs under the Dundies because you're right. It, not a lot's gonna beat that a uh, real big one um, of Michael getting heckled. But I think it's better than the fire. My only thing is the fire had so many weird interactions between Michael and Ryan. So many. That whole mm. episode was just Michael borderline harassing this intern. Like, not even borderline. Straight up harassing an intern. Yeah, straight up saying, yeah. I'll have sex with Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to let you make the call on this one. 
because I, I think it could go either way. Uh, a blurred line. Very subjective. Yes, for sure. One of the, one of the most con- no, perfectly accurate. One of the most controversial choices, that were, or not controversial. One of the most debated choices that we're making in a little bit. So I'm happy to, I'm happy to see that. But where, where does this end up? Can we make them tie? Let's cut the cheese. No, that, that complicates things too much. No, I don't want to make them tie. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's where I think it belongs. Woo! I forgot what the as long as you honestly agree. When I was trying to type it. Halloween. All right. So to recap, you're watching through. Mm-hmm. You only want the plot. Is this mandatory? The answer is C, Senor. That means C, C, C. In the term, in terms of quality. We're looking at the second best episode of The Office so far. And in terms of the Ooh Boys, the social anxiety factor, we're looking at number six so far out of 11 official episodes. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. And with that, we shall conclude the episode. They can find us, Woo, on, they can find us. on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. I would say sold, but this is free. But it's free. I'd say sold. <laughs> yeah, we are very free. It's true. So we go premium. Exclusively uh, Find us on yeah, Twitter. Find us there. Find us BMSA underscore pod. Tweet us your rankings, your ooh boys, and what you thought the best costume was. Oh, uh, yeah, do that. That's uh, cool. Yeah, that's all I got. This has been a blast. Uh, leave a ranking or leave a cool. rating and review well, on iTunes. It helps other people find us and it lets us know what you think. We're doing a review days Tuesdays. Post your reviews. And on Tuesday. On Tuesday. <laughs> But only five star reviews. Okay. I'll be up. <laughs> I'm not posting any two star yeah. reviews. That's not gonna happen. So give us a five star review if you want to get no, on Thunderdog Instagram. That's at Thunderdog Radio on Instagram. Hashtag, hashtag bribes. And if you leave your Insta, okay, well. I'll tag you. Yeah. 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 Let's done. Okay, okay, I gotta go. We will see you. <laughs> okay. See you later, buddy. Bye. And thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast.